0: Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today, I'm uh, very close to home in Seattle, Washington, with a very special guest by the name of Adam Johnson. Hey, Adam, welcome to Cars Yeah. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride?
1: Sure, am, Mark. Thanks for having me on.
0: Absolutely. Well, we're fortunate. We've got a beautiful, sunny day here as uh, the fall weather creeps into uh, the pacific northwest we we know that the rain is coming but we'll take advantage of the sunshine when i'm done with you today i'm going to take my neighbor's dog for a walk and uh, get out and enjoy the leaves changing here a little bit but today we're going to be talking about you and some very interesting studies that you've done and before i do a proper introduction and we dive into that i would like for you to share one little thing that most people may not know about you adam
1: uh, one thing that most people may not know about me Good question. One interesting fact about me is I'm a big uh big barbecue enthusiast. Oh yeah. Uh, I like to smoke meats on weekends. Yeah. So that's how I, that's how I spend my downtime on weekends is barbecuing and smoking meat.
0: Well, I should probably call you on a side note here and get some advice. I've been looking for a new grill to buy and I wanted to buy something really special and I started diving into it. And the deeper I dive, the more complicated everything gets and the more technical everything gets. And I, I tend to do this. I overcomplicate things and my wife keeps saying, Just pick something and buy it, please. <laughs> and so maybe on the sidebar you can give me some advice when, when it goes to that. My next door neighbor does a lot of smoking uh, of meats. And uh, many times I'll be out in the yard and I'll go, oh man, wonder what he's cooking. And I'll wander over there and, uh, you want me to taste any of that? I'll uh, I'll be a good a good check man for you, but uh, well, that's good. It's always fun to have a, a sidebar out of work. Let me give you a proper introduction, and we're going to dive into some of the unique things that you do there. Adam Johnson is a senior research analyst at Quote Wizard by LendingTree. He has covered the insurance space for over half a decade, mostly focusing on automotive, home health, and renters. Adam writes and conducts data analysts for Quote Wizard, a recent study of the most accident-prone cars and states and drivers is something we're going to be talking about today, which is kind of fun to think about. Well, maybe not, but as I said in our pre-show chat, everybody thinks the state they live in has bad drivers. He's been quoted in and appeared on Forbes, Business Insider, Investopedia, GeekWire, and many other media outlets across the nation. He's a graduate of Seattle University. And as I said, he lives lives up in Seattle with his wife, uh, where he's uh, hopefully on the weekends cooking her a nice meal. We'll be back in just a minute to talk with Adam. But first, a word from our valued sponsors that make this show possible. We'll be right back. Keep your seatbelt on. We want to stay safe. Did you know the most damaging thing to your vehicle's interior is the sun? Those harsh UV rays damage your interior over time. They crack your dash, they fade the colors, and the heat makes getting into your favorite ride downright unbearable. My friends at Covercraft have the perfect solution for you. Their sunscreens are easy to use. They take seconds to install and remove, and protect your vehicle while parked in the sun. They fold up easily and store away for those times you don't want to use your car cover. I have one for every one of my vehicles, and you should too. They come in a variety of colors and options, featuring an accordion design that makes unfolding and folding them a breeze. Want to give a gift that keeps on giving? Buy a Covercraft sunscreen for your family members and friends. They'll thank you for it every time they park their vehicle. They're custom made to fit almost any vehicle. Check out Covercraft.com for a huge number of styles, colors, and options. And here's something special from me here at Cars yeah, just for you. Use the code ya 120 at checkout at Covercraft.com and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. Go to Covercraft.com and use the code yeah one two zero at checkout, and you get 10% off. You can thank me later. Covercraft, they've got you covered. Let's take a pit stop from the conversation and talk about my charity of choice here at Cars Yeah, America's Automotive Trust. America's Automotive Trust is a group of like-minded nonprofits working together to preserve and promote car culture across the country. Together, they provide scholarships and grants to aspiring technicians and restoration artists. They provide youth education programs and bring communities together through auto-related events, car shows, and drives. One of those nonprofits is very near and dear to my heart because it's right down the road from the Cars Yeah! headquarters. It's the LeMay America's Car Museum in Tacoma, Washington. One of the world's truly great automobile collections and one of those must-see bucket list destinations for car people like you and me. If you haven't seen it, I hope you make a trip soon, and if you have seen it, it's probably time to visit again. To learn more about this fantastic museum, go to www.americascarmuseum.org, and while you're there, you can donate to help them keep their engines running. That's www.americascarmuseum.org. All right, Adam, we're back. And as we dive into your life, I want to ask you this first. What's a great mantra or success quote that has some meaning to you in your life? I always say it's a great way to get the wheel spinning a little bit here on cars, yeah? So grab the wheel.
1: Uh you know, a good mantra that I really like, um, this kind of comes from company culture at Quote Wizard, is work smart, not hard. Mm-hmm. That is, that's a good principle to live by is you know, you don't have to overwork yourself because you can burn out. It's better to work smart Uh, more efficiently than hard makes makes life easier for for everybody
0: well let me ask you a question of this because i've heard this from other people and then some people flip it around they go well what do you mean you're lazy you don't want to work hard i know that's not what you're talking about give me an example of at quote wizard how you work smarter and not necessarily harder or with more difficulty let's put it that way
1: Certainly, you know, in my everyday job doing a lot of data analysis, there can be, uh, you know, we're working, you know, at times with millions of data points and figuring out ways to be most efficient and crunching those numbers is a way to work smarter, not harder, because, you know, this analysis could take days, weeks or months by pounding the pavement, and doing it by hand. But, you know, ways that we can be more efficient using uh, programming uh, as well as different analytics tools allows uh, me and my job to be working smarter, more efficiently than than harder.
0: Well, before we dive into these studies you've done, which I found really interesting, explain to my listeners more about what Quote Wizard is exactly. What will people find when they go to that website?
1: Yeah, we're an insurance comparison service. So we help folks compare auto, home, renters, and health insurance quotes from a number of top online companies, as well as a network of local insurance agents. So we'd be considered more of a comparison site, kind of like an Expedia for insurance Mm -hmm. to help folks shop around and save on their insurance needs. Uh, Me and my team of analysts are... What we do is produce a number of data driven studies that look at the economics of insurance and how different things can affect how people are paying for insurance and how they're shopping for insurance. Mm. So a lot of the things, you know, I think we'll be talking about today is these studies that we produce, you know, kind of look at the external factors like how people drive, affects insurance rates and how it, how it works in different states.
0: Very interesting. You know, insurance is one of those necessary evils that I think nobody really wants, but they realize it's important to have, and especially if they don't have insurance and something bad happens, then they really find out the hard way. Oh my gosh, that was a fatal mistake that I made. I just recently changed my collector car insurance to American Collectors Insurance Company. I've had collector cars my whole life, and that's a very special breed of automobile versus a daily driver. And there's a lot of different companies out there, and the one that I'd been with for a while, all of a sudden, my rates went through the roof. And you know, I called and said, what's going on? And they really didn't give me a very good answer other than, well, we're going to quadruple your rates. Now, I'd never had any tickets, no claims, nothing. And I didn't get a very good answer. So of course I went shopping. And this is an important question I have for you because many times people shop for insurance, no matter what insurance they're buying for. But let's stick with cars today since we're at cars. Yeah. And they always go with the cheapest quote. And I've always thought, that might not be the smartest way to go. What are some things that you can do for consumers or some advice you might offer us today for someone shopping for, let's say, car insurance, why just shopping price may not be the smartest way to go?
1: Yeah, well, there are price shoppers, certainly, and there are consumers who would like a little more out of an insurance policy. And what we try to do, and the thing we encourage folks when shopping for insurance is, you know, never go with that statement of the bare minimum insurance, you know, something in the closer to full coverage range. So, you know, if you are in a severe accident, there are liability limits as well as collision comprehensive to, you know, ensure not just yourself, but your car and those involved in the accident as well. So what we encourage folks is don't take just the bare minimum insurance at the cheapest price. Compare the same full coverage and take the lowest rate at full coverage. Reason being is you're able to achieve the same amount of coverage for the lowest price. And that's what we pitch at Quote Wizard is find the most coverage you can at the most reasonable price you're willing to pay, because that ensures that you have the best coverage at a price you're comfortable paying.
0: Absolutely. I've had some guests on the show that are specialists in this. I had one guest who had dealt with a serious accident that he'd had. He'd been with this insurance company. He was riding his bike and he got hit by a uh, uninsured driver, and he was injured quite badly. And that company he fought and fought with. They just said, no, we're not going to pay for all your medical. And he's like, I've been paying you for 20 years for coverage. Why not? He ended up having to sue them, unfortunately, and he won millions of dollars. A very unfortunate situation, but he's created a business. I think is somewhat like yours where he tries to help people make a better decision on insurance. And something that he told me, and I'll ask you if you've experienced this, is some of these companies that spend massive amounts advertising are sometimes, if not always, not really the best companies to go with. They're spending more on marketing than they are helping their customers when it comes to claims and problems that they're in. Have, have you uncovered any of that kind of correlation? Well, not specific. You know, not specific correlation
1: based on data. But, you, you know, one thing I think that, that you'd find, and I've, I I've personally experienced, is I, I go through state Farm. I have a state farm agent. As I mentioned, we, here at Quote, we work with a network of you know thousands of insurance agents mm-hmm. and, you know, those insurance agents can be, you know, a state farm, all state farmers, um, an independent insurance agent that represents a number of different companies. And that compares, you know, compares to like a Geico progressive, some of these more online focused right. insurance companies right. that don't have that personal representation yeah. um, between, uh, between you and the company. So I would imagine going with a company that you have that personal representation of an insurance agent is somebody that is going to fight for you with the insurance company and vice versa. So having that personal representation of an agent uh, between you and the insurance company is, I think, an invaluable relationship that, you know, if if push comes to shove and you are in a, uh, a tough situation, you do have somebody uh, mediating the representation between you and the insurance
0: company. I would agree with you because, again, some of these big companies, you don't have an individual, and then you do have a need, and you end up with somebody on a phone that doesn't know you from Sam. They're just sitting there going through the motions. It can be very frustrating, especially. Fortunately, I've never had a claim. So I'm like the dream client. You know, I'm, I'm uh, 62 years old, never had an insurance claim, and they love me. I've been doing nothing but sending money to insurance companies versus collecting anything. Mm-hmm. But heaven forbid, uh, someday that might happen and I have to do it. So well, I appreciate you sharing that. Let's Let's talk about the reason you and I are talking today. I had one of your colleagues reach out and say, hey, would you like to have Adam on the show and talk about this? The worst driving states in 2020. And I've got a list here. I'll read them off real quick. What you guys found, the number one worst driving state. Now, I assume that means the drivers in that state because states don't drive, would be uh, Wyoming and then Virginia, Colorado, New Jersey, South Dakota. And the best... West Virginia, Missouri, Michigan, New Mexico, and Texas. So tell me all the data points of how you came up with this, because every once in a while when I drive here, especially going through Seattle, I think we've got the worst driving state because of the way some of the people drive, but go down to California and it's like a free-for-all down there. So tell me a little bit of how you arrived at this and what were all the components that went into this interesting study?
1: Yeah, this is a fun study we do every year. Uh, We've been doing it for about the last five years. And while it does use a ton of data, you know, I think it does tell a story of how drivers are in each state, how that relates back to insurance rates. More or less, we're finding out this is more of an anecdotal fun study where it's up for personal opinion based on drivers in their own state versus other states. So it creates more of a conversation and opinions more so than uh, data-driven r- results and analytics. What what we do here at Quote Wizard is, you know, we help folks shop for auto insurance. And with that, we're able to look into folks' driver history. So what we did is we analyzed over 2 million auto insurance quotes to look at drivers' history. And what we did is we looked at four different ranking factors for drivers in each state. We looked at uh, the rate of accidents, feeding tickets, DUIs, and citations. So citations would be like talking on your phone, not wearing a seatbelt. So we looked at those four different incidents in folks' driver history in each state, and we did a composite ranking between each one of those four factors, get accidents, speeding tickets, DUIs, and citation to rank all 50 states based on that composite score to find out which states have drivers with the highest rate of incidences versus those that have a lower rate of incidence. You know, mean, we can kind of determine which state has the best and worst drivers.
0: I found it interesting that Wyoming was number one, which, Wyoming doesn't have a huge population. And then you go down to number five, South Dakota, among the worst. Again, not a very densely populated. New Jersey's in there, super densely populated. Virginia, the same. Colorado, I don't know, somewhere in the middle. So you've got an extreme as it relates to the actual number of drivers. Nowhere in here is, of course, our state of Washington, which I guess is is good in a way. Nor California, which if anybody's ever gone to California and driven on the freeways, it's, a, it's like the next nascar Uh, i don't think the police uh, the highway patrols there really care how fast you go as long as you're not being completely stupid or crazy but when i go down there i'm always especially in this state because as you know living here in washington with me they have very little tolerance for going over speed limits here you've got to basically stay within the speed limits they they'll pull you over for five over so how -hmm. did the population numbers relate to these studies
1: Well, there's certainly when you dig closer into, you know, each individual ranking factor that we looked at. So again, accidents, speeding tickets, DUI, and citations. So we rank each state based on the rate of those four factors. So there is some interesting anecdotal things that we do find in here. So Wyoming, which rated overall the worst driving state. They actually rank number one in DUIs.
0: Oh, a lot of drinking going on in Wyoming,
1: huh? Uh Uh-oh. And we found that to be also common in South Dakota, which is one of the worst driving states, as well as North Dakota. Mm. So it's in those colder, more rural states, and we're seeing more DUIs, Mm. higher rated DUIs. Whereas conversely, Wyoming and the Dakotas actually rated pretty low on the list for accidents. So what you have is a cold rule driving state. So maybe there's uh, more drinking going on, but less rate of accident. Another anecdotal piece is California. Uh, California was 14th, considered the 14th worst driving state, Uh, had a very low rate of citations and DUIs, but was number one in speeding tickets.
0: Of course. And <laughs> yeah.
1: I and, and as and as, as someone that's driven in California, that is that is one thing I could I would pinpoint is California being the worst was for speeding tickets because uh you know hopping on an arterial street in California is like driving down i5 in Seattle.
0: I know. It's incredible down there. I'm always in shock when I go down. I grew up down there and I I remember that it wasn't too bad, but I haven't lived there in 26 years, but we go back a couple times a year and every time I get get on the freeway i'm like man i better pick up the pace here because you know i'm back in washington state mode where you can't go over the speed limit and everybody's going 80 85 and police they're passing police cars and no one's getting pulled over and you just (coughs) go this is this is crazy but kind of fun (coughs) but yeah those folks that go just that little bit over i think there's a threshold down there as well you know another one of the studies you did was most accident prone cars this is back in february and uh i would i would almost say you need to retitle that uh, drivers of most accident prone cars cuz cars don't cause accidents drivers do of course but uh semantics there uh, but one of the things i found interesting mid-sized sports cars most accident Prone cars on the road, which kind of makes sense. People get in a sports car, they buy a sports car. I've always had sports cars, so they can go a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. And minivans and SUVs are least well. Moms are in there with precious packages, kids, so they're going to be a little bit more careful. What surprised you in that study?
1: Well, I, you know, to say I wasn't too surprised, you know, going into these studies, you know, we kind of have a hypothesis of what the data is going to tell us. You know, when we're looking at most accident-prone cars. I thought exactly that is who's driving the Corvettes who's driving some of the, uh, more luxury sport, uh, sports sedan. And this was our results told us that that was, that was the case. Um, the infinity Q50, the Lexus GS 350 and the Acura TLX were all, uh, some of the most accident prone cars hmm. on the road. So hmm. we see a little more, uh, sedans and sports cars being prone, which is, you know, kind of what we thought ahead of time, and then on the other side of the coin, some of the least accident-prone cars we would imagine to be the larger SUVs, like the Ford Explorer, minivans like a Chrysler Town and Country, a Dodge Caravan. Yeah, bigger, larger cars going to be least accident-prone, and that's uh, that's what our findings told us. So we were I, to to say I was surprised was I was surprised that our hypothesis did, you know, did pan out and was true.
0: Yeah. One thing I saw in that was Corvettes were surprisingly one of the least accident-prone cars, which was interesting because you think of Corvettes as sports cars, people wanting to drive faster. And the Tesla Model 3 and its autopilot feature ranked among the least accident-prone car because it's the cars <laughs> telling you, hey, you got to stop here and it can do it faster than the human brain sometimes, especially if they're looking at their phone. Uh, do insurance companies use any of your data when they're trying to determine the pricing of people's cars, because we all know if you have a teenager and you have sports cars in the family, which I did, oh my gosh, all of a sudden your insurance goes up because teenagers, they crash more. They're not very experienced and they Mm -hmm. make, they make bad decisions. That's what teenagers do. Uh, But do insurance companies use this data in a way to work against those of us who like to have sports cars, let's say.
1: Certainly. And while insurance companies don't uh, particularly use our data, Pretty well shared data. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody comes through uh, comes through our website, shares their driving history, and then compares quotes with other insurance companies. They're going to have access to that driver history as well, as well as the type of car make and model that they are driving. So, those are probably two of the biggest ranking factors. I guess we talk about three: is your age. Mm-hmm. So, the older you are, the typically the better driver statistically. Uh, statistically speaking, you're going to be uh, your driver history. So, depending if you have history of accidents or incidents, clean record, will predict your your risk level. I think cars is another significant ranking factor that insurance companies use, and it does kind of follow more of a like the value of the car. If you were to wreck an Infiniti uh, Q50, uh, which is I would imagine retails for over fifty thousand dollars, versus like a Volkswagen Jetta, which is probably more about a twenty thousand dollar car, mm-hmm. it's going to Cost more to replace the Infiniti Q50 versus the Jetta. Sure. So while there while there is that that's the primary driving factor in or the primary rate setting factor for insurance companies is really the overall value of the car. Mm-hmm. But you know a safer car like a larger uh, Ford SUV uh, like a Ford Explorer minivan like Dodge Caravan typically going to be a safer car. So those are all, that also plays into it as well. So you know, not only is it a safer car, it's likely being driven in a safer manner than a sports car. So those are all things that insurance companies are looking at and analyzing when setting your car insurance rates.
0: Sure. And the safety in those vehicles. Many people are just thinking about the cost of the car, but the real expense comes when you injure yourself or someone else. Those medical costs uh, can be astronomical, mm-hmm. and that's where you don't want to scrimp on your coverage because... Those things can add up really fast. And before yep. you know it, uh, you owe a million dollars to a hospital or something like that. And your insurance was only for half a million. And surprise, you get to cover the mm-hmm. other half. It's, it's Yeah, it can break people for sure. What's one of the biggest challenges you've faced in compiling data or it, probably in, in every job that you tackle as an analyst here? What What's the biggest challenges that you face when you're trying to put together these kinds of studies?
1: well one of the you know one of the challenging things um, you know especially for our best and worst driver study, is the things we're not able to see what I mean by that is the the unknown factors that we're not able to analyze so one thing that that has stuck out to us for years, and we get this from uh, the folks in Florida which have always rated amongst the best driving states as well as Michigan who have always rated amongst the best drivers in our in our studies, you know, we hear from folks down in Florida and Michigan that, you know, it's the worst, right? You know, we have (laughs) the absolute worst drivers. And I see, you know, news headlines next to our study about how a school bus has flipped over in in Florida, you know, police officers wheel fell off and caused a five car pile up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I always wonder about that. You know, one thing that it's a challenge and, you know, kind of some, some discrepancies in what I see in the study is we're only looking at insured drivers, yeah. right? So people coming through typically are going to have insurance. And if they're comparing insurance, they've had insurance in the past or intend to purchase insurance. So a big factor that's excluded from our study is all the uninsured drivers on the road. Yeah. And I know for certain, Michigan and Florida have uh, some of the highest insurance rates, in the country, and that means a lot of people can't afford insurance, so therefore they have some of the highest uninsured rates in the country. Mm-hmm. So. A challenge there is we're not able to account for those without insurance, and there are a lot of drivers on the road without insurance.
0: Yeah, a frightening number of people on the road without insurance. Uh, It's just shocking to me when you hear about these stories and how do they get away with it. I've always said I don't think they should give an insurance uh, driver's license to anybody unless they can prove they have insurance because it puts people at super high risk uh, should they Mm -hmm. uh, hit somebody. But That's a story for another day. Let's take a break and we come back. I want to talk a little bit more about your personal passion for cars, Adam. So sit tight, keep the seatbelts on, stay safe. We're talking about insurance, accidents, and all that. We'll be right back. American collector's insurance. That's who now protects my Porsche Turbo. Yeah, the one I call my orange crush. When it came time to renew my policy, my carrier jacked my rates up, even though I'd been with them for years. I'd never made a claim. No tickets, nothing. What's with that? Adios. So I started shopping around and kept hearing about American Collector's Insurance from fellow automotive enthusiasts, friends, and folks in the car industry. I did some investigating and learned that American Collector's Insurance have been protecting collector vehicles since 1976. I'm not a price shopper when it comes to insurance. I want to be able to sleep at night. I also want agreed value protection for my special ride. With an agreed valued policy from American Collectors Insurance, I'll be paid what my vehicle's full agreed value is. A number I set with the insurer at the start of the policy so I know there will be no surprises about what my car's value is should something terrible happen. I shopped around and decided to protect my car with American Collectors Insurance. Give them a call for a quote today at 866 aci Yeah, that's 866 866- 2249324 and protect the ones you love. Make sure you tell them Mark sent you. You'll be glad you did. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. So what do you do after running a race team for 27 years with over 100 podiums, multiple Daytona wins, and a win at Le Mans? Well, if you're a racer and the Racers Group team owner, Kevin Buckler, you found Adobe Road Winery. Located in Petaluma, California, he and his team have created a winning combination with the Racing Series, four ultra-premium red wine blends that are in a class of their own. Like racing, these wines comprise of art, precision, engineering, science, all wrapped in a whole lot of fun. You can choose from four blends titled Redline, Apex, Shift, and the 24. Today I'm going to talk about the 24. This wine earned 91 plus points from Robert Parker's Wine Advocate. It's a dark, spicy, and velvety blend with ripe blue and black fruits and very smooth tannins. The label features a three-dimensional full metal chronograph in a bright gold finish that pays homage to the Daytona Rolex winners receive at Le Mans. The racing series is a fantastic gift for the ultimate enthusiast in your life, and I've got a deal for you today. If you use the code cars, Yeah, all one word, all in caps, when you're at the adoberoadwinery.com checkout, you get $10 off any purchase of wines from the Racing Series. Your wine ships promptly and arrives quickly right at your door. Use the code cars, Yeah at checkout to get $10 off your purchase of the Racing Series today. There's always a seat at the table for excellence with the Racing Series. Go to Adobe Road wines today and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. Here's a couple deals I have for you just for listening here on Cars Yeah. If you use the checkout code Yeah, you'll receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription at Sports Car Market. That's an exclusive offer from Cars Yeah. And guess what? Here's another deal. If you'd like to get the actual magazine, use the code BSH for buy, sell, hold. That's code BSH and you'll get $10 off your annual print subscription. That's right, $10 off. Both of these are exclusive offers here at Cars you yeah for Sports Car Market Magazine. Just go to sportscarmarket.com and get your deals today. All right, we're back. Now, I'd love for you to share a story that kind of relates to that pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were going to be a bit of a car guy. Well,
1: from personal experience, I'm not much of a much of a car guy. I've always driven wagons and SUVs, so I'm very outdoorsy, so I need the utility. Yeah. But my uncle used to have, it was an 80s BMW 328, and it was a stick shift. That was the first car I ever learned how to drive on stick shift. Oh, cool. And he had a, a, a spot right outside of Wichita, Kansas. It uh, was kind of like a, it was kind of an abandoned area that was like a racetrack. And taught me how to drive stick on that. And that was some of the fastest, tightest turns <laughs> that I've ever, <laughs> I've ever done. And I did it. I was doing it at 16 years old. Yeah. That's really my, the real like gearhead experience that I've had is getting able to drive my uncles. BMW stick. Yeah. yeah. That was about the most racing experience I've had.
0: (laughs) Well, it's a good way to start. We have, of course, Pacific Raceway here, and then we've got another raceway out in Shelton. And those are great places. They have great programs for young kids to learn how to drive. I sent both my kids to the Pacific Racing School or Pacific Raceways. It wasn't a racing school. It was a driving school for teenagers. Safe driving taught them some great things. It was really a good way. And it actually saved us some money on insurance when we could prove that they graduated from that program and uh, learned some very valuable skills that both of them said – came back and helped them in certain situations living here where it rains it can get a little icy once in a while get a little scary in a car so that's a fun mm-hmm. way to begin an 80s stick shift bmw 328 that probably would have been a e36 series car which i had a couple of those m3s they're great cars and, and lots of fun well i'm gonna get into your head a little well actually let me back up and ask have you now you talk about having wagons and suvs sounds like you're a family guy but uh has there been a special car in your life maybe it was the first car you got or was it that car that you learned to drive of your uncle's.
1: When I was sixteen, I got my mom's, uh, you know, the soccer mom wagon. It was a four cylinder, so I had to put it in first or second gear to get up the hills around the <laughs> northwest. Not my favorite car, but I got an Infiniti QX4, uh, which is a little more sporty SUV, and that has been my. I, I got rid of it a couple years ago. I've had more miles than it was worth to repair. So, yeah. but that was that was a car I had in college. First years in college, I was I was playing baseball over at Columbia Basin in the Tri-Cities. So uh, that car got me over the pass or the snowy passes more times than I can remember and never had an accident in it. So nice. that's, that's always one car that uh, sort of my coming of age car that got me through a lot of tricky terrain
0: yeah.
1: and long distances and kept me safe while doing it
0: well it's always important well i'm going to be a bit of an analyst here myself today adam i'm going to get into your head a little psychoanalyst if you woke up tomorrow and you were a vehicle manifest as a vehicle not what you want to be this is more about your attributes as a human in a vehicle what would adam be and why i bet no one's ever asked you that
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i would uh I I would probably have to be some kind of luxury SUV like an X5 or a Audi Q8. My mother's dad was from Germany, so I guess I'd have to be a a, a German
0: car. Okay.
1: Yeah, luxury SUV. So, um, you know, a little it's a good looks, performance, and uh the utility to uh, get outside and get outdoors in rough terrain.
0: Okay, that kind of makes sense for what I'm learning about you. Well, We've had several BMW X5s in our family. We still have one. that They've been really, really great cars for us. The one we have now is 16 years old and just going strong. It's got that inline six it just never quits. And I'll knock on wood because mm-hmm. the minute I say that, something will explode. But it's been a really, really great car. Been really, really happy with that vehicle. So there we go. Very reliable. Gets outdoors, can go off road, can do whatever you want it to do.
1: Yeah. Works. Uh, yeah. Very luxurious in the city, but it can get outside of the city and. Get outside in some rough terrain. That's yeah. I, you know, I live living in the city. I enjoy the city life, but I also have to get outside of the city. So I need something
0: that does both. Well, there's lots of beautiful places up here in the Pacific Northwest to go and get outside and enjoy nature, and it's just spectacular. So there you go, good fit. All right, I'm going to jump into what I call the last lap. This is kind of a lightning round. I'm going to fire off some quick questions get some quick one or two sentence answers from you. So here we go. What's one of your personal habits, Adam, that you believe has contributed to your many successes in life?
1: Uh, Personal habit is just uh, inquisitive nature. I ask a lot of questions, question a lot of things. So Mm -hmm. um, not having that be kind of part of my nature of asking questions gets gets me answers.
0: Yeah, I like it. I always say you learn a lot more asking questions and listening than talking. So... That's for mm-hmm. sure. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, that you could ask some questions of, who would it be?
1: Probably Elon Musk. Oh,
0: uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I,
1: I've, looked, I've listened to his podcast with Joe Rogan, so I think he would be fascinating. <laughs> that was um, you know, also, <laughs> you know, also being a technology guy as well, um, you know, I think he's He's more technology driven versus, uh, you know, his newer found fame and as an auto industry guy, but yeah. he would be a fascinating interview or uh, you know, sit down at a meal with.
0: Oh, I've tried and tried and tried to get him on this show. He's a little busy with all the companies he runs. Maybe one day, <laughs> maybe one day. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. I, I hold him in awe. I think he's an alien or something that what that guy does. He's he's on another level, another plane, kind of a Steve Jobs. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's been speculation of his extraterrestrial status.
0: Yeah, I always say he's trying to get back home to Mars. That's where he originally There's some <laughs> secret colony on the dark side we can't see. Now, when it comes to automotive yeah. advice, with all the things that you've studied, what's the best automotive advice you've learned that you could share with us?
1: Well, being an insurance guy, uh, I'd have to be, you know, they had mentioned touch on this earlier, was getting as much coverage as you can. Um, full coverage, never go for the bare minimum amount of coverage because really the difference between that bare minimum and that fuller coverage is going to be a, you know, it's not a significant difference when you're paying month to month or, you know, uh, renewing every six months. But if you are, if you do end up in an accident, that full coverage is going to ensure that everything is taken care of by the insurance company. Yep. It will not leave anything into question that could result in out of pocket costs.
0: Really, really important advice when, when you're shopping, even if it's just a little bit more. You'd be surprised how much more coverage you can get for not a lot more money. Uh, so really think about that if something tragic happens. Now, I always ask for a great resource. I would assume the best resource we can talk about today would be Quote Wizard, right? I sort of have
1: to champion. My company is a great insurance resource. Um, yeah. You know, We do help folks shop and save, uh, work with a lot of great companies and a lot of great insurance agents. Um, I, I found my insurance agent through quote wizard many years ago um so and I've, I've been with him ever since so you know you never know what uh you know we can help you save here and there but can also get you connected with a, an insurance agent so you become a, a lifelong resource for
0: it yeah and maybe even a lifelong friend too now when it comes to a book is there a great book you'd like to recommend
1: i've always been into the john grisham books oh yeah Time to Kill, Lincoln Lawyer. Um, You know, I made a lot of great movies out of him too, but uh, John Grisham books tends to be my my favorite, as well as Dan Brown books. So those kind of, uh, those mystery books yeah. It's uh, going to be up my alley.
0: There you go. All right. We're up to the checkered flag here, Adam. And this last question uh, is kind of a fun thought. I'm going to buy you something really fun today, a very fun collector car. We're going to get you into something away from the SUVs, away from the minivans, something fun. I'm going to park it in your garage. But as my regular listeners know, there's a few rules to this game since I'm riding the big check. And I'll even cover insurance for you. How does that sound? Uh, you have to keep it. You can't sell it to uh, buy a bunch of other cars with. And I want it to be something you'll drive and enjoy. No dust collectors or garage queens. But it's the only one cool extra car you can park in the garage for the weekend drives out to the mountains. Or wherever you like to go. Maybe the coast. So what am I going to buy Adam Johnson today?
1: I would like a vintage Porsche 911.
0: Okay, all right. Well, let's narrow this down because you're hitting on the mark of choice for me. As my listeners know, that's my favorite car. I've had lots of Porsches. So let's start with 911. Now, when you say vintage, what era are we looking at? Would this go back to like the, the late 60s when they first came out, the 70s, 80s, 90s? I mean, they've gone through all these variations. They're kind of the same car, but they're not. And having had so many, they're all kind of the same, familiar, but they just keep getting better and better. Is there a period of time that you'd really like?
1: I think the 1980s. Um oh, okay. they're uh it's an, an 80s 911, they kind of have the bug eyes that uh, protrude <laughs> from the uh protrude from the uh um, the fenders the hood. there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so we're talking Carrera uh era. The eighties Carrera, well, yeah, it would be the Carrera because I had an eighty four Carrera, I had an eighty nine Carrera. They that's I'll tell you something. You picked a very good period of time. Bulletproof engines, uh cars mm-hmm. that are now coming up in value, and there's so many cool variations of those things. So we'll say an eighties Carrera. Now, do you want a Cabriolet or do you want a hardtop?
1: Uh, you know, if I if this would be my weekend car and collector car something they can take the top
0: off of okay so cabriolet i had an 84 that was a beautiful fun car but i think i could find you something so that i do the right thing for you what color let's do a final color check here baby blue baby interesting okay well you know There's some really cool blues that Porsche has done, and especially as they relate to, say, the Gulf racing colors. So, okay, you picked a unique one and even more value because uniquely colored Porsches of that era are worth more. So you've become an inexpensive to an expensive date here today, Adam. Uh, But that's okay. (laughs) Good choice. I love it. I love shopping. Well, you've taken me on a great ride today, and you've taught me a lot of great things. I want to thank you for sharing your story. Before I let you go, though, could you offer us one little piece of parting wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the mountains in that beautiful Carrera Cabriolet?
1: Again, you know, as being being part of the insurance industry and an insurance guy is always always look to get that full coverage, and uh, you know, I've I, I've found a lot of great experiences with my insurance agents. So, um, versus an online company, uh, I would say go full coverage with your local. Agent.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Keep at least some of those funds local to help some people in your neighborhood. So, the best way to keep up with you guys is at QuoteWizard.com. Yeah, you can find us at QuoteWizard.com uh, as well on Facebook and Twitter
1: at QuoteWizard.
0: Cool. I'll make sure I put a link to that. Now, do you play in the social media world where people could keep up with you? I'm not so much anymore.
1: My personal social media hasn't hasn't been very active for a number of years.
0: <laughs> You're busy with work and, and family. That's okay. I'll make sure that I put a link to QuoteWizard.com on Adam's show notes page where people can find them. Use this very valuable tool and have some fun. You can get on their list and see some of these interesting studies they've done and uh, prove that, you know what, maybe here in the state of Washington, we aren't the worst drivers after all. So cut everybody a little slack. Be safe out there on the roads. Don't use your phones. Keep your seatbelts on. Be careful and be kind to everybody. No road rage allowed here. Adam, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your life with us. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me on, Mark.
0: You're welcome.